Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ross. Today we're going to talk about loving your neighbor through your work. So, so far we've been kind of looking at how all work really matters to God. Your work matters to Him. Uh, but it also matters to your neighbor. Uh, actually, work is one of the foundational ways that we express the command and live out the command to love your neighbor as yourself. And we don't often think of work in that way, uh, but when we pause and we consider it, which is what we want to do right now, this, it becomes very clear that that is exactly what we're doing when we work. We're serving others. Right. No matter what job we have, most likely we can find a way that it connects or could connect to loving our neighbor. And I think when we uh, explore that, it adds a lot of value and significance to our job, even if we have previously thought that the job we have is, is pretty insignificant. Right. So like this morning before I came to work, I drug my trash can out to the curb. And when I get home this evening, all the garbage that was in that trash can will be gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's and right. that's a luxury that we often take for granted, um, and we often think of the people who come and pick up our garbage as kind of being on the bottom rung, you mm-hmm. know, pretty right. pretty low status in yeah. society because the job that they have doesn't seem very glamorous. Yeah. But the reality is, if somebody didn't come and pick up my garbage every week. I don't know what I would do with it. I'd be up to my elbows in garbage. Right. Yes. So it serves yeah, yeah. it exactly. serves our entire community in this really valuable way. And yeah. what we find is that when we think about work in the context of the kingdom of God, even a job that is seemingly menial by earthly standards is actually a good, significant job in yeah. God's kingdom. That's right. And and it's about caring for the creation. And certainly, we would think that in, in heaven, there's not going to be a city with just a bunch of trash everywhere. Right. You know, that's, that's just not a flourishing city. But when we think about the miracles of Jesus, you know, when he heals people who are blind or restores hearing and helps lame people walk, you know, these are supernatural things that happen. Uh, but if you just fast forward to our current reality, you know, he did those things as a sign of this is what life is supposed to be like. This, in the kingdom, no one's blind. In the kingdom, no one's deaf. Right. Everybody lives, everybody walks. Fast forward to today, and we have people literally that can make blind people see. Right. You know, we, we can bring someone back from the dead for after a couple minutes, you know, uh, that by just modern medicine and people right. using their, their brain capacity and the tools. and That's like a real possibility. And I don't, we don't really think of our work as pulling foretastes of heaven into reality. Right. Some people do it without even knowing who Jesus is or what he's about. Martin Luther, reformer, very famous, you know, 1500s. You know, we know him as kind of being the, the guy that kind of spurred on this you know, huge church history movement towards, you know, it's by faith alone that, you, that you're saved. Right. Um, and he should get great credit for that. But one of the things we miss about him is that he talked a lot about this idea of being your work being a way to love your, your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so you could sum up like his life's work in a simple phrase, which is, God doesn't need your good works. Your good works are not going to get you into heaven. 
They're not going to get you into the kingdom. Faith does that. Uh, grace does that. But your neighbor does need your good works. Right. I think that's a beautiful way to say it. You know, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does.